0: Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations,
1: where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora
0: and I'm Marie Wallace
1: and we are your hosts today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora and my co-host today is Marie Wallace. Hello everybody. And uh, we are so happy you're joining us today. We are taking a little bit of a break from our lives at this moment because of the coronavirus pandemic. So we are here with you on Zoom. And um, this is also um, always on our platform as well, on Podbean and Spotify. And we generally are here each week on Facebook Live, which we will continue doing as soon as we can figure out that technology piece. So welcome wherever you are joining from. And if you'd like to join us for conversation or live videos in the future, you can follow us on Facebook in our group Braveheart Conversations. So you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. And today, Marie and I are going to be talking with you about self-worth, specifically earning self-worth. So very often what we do is we try to prove our worth through lots of different avenues and I want to open up this conversation with a quote from Brene Brown a little bit of a paraphrase but she says um, if you go out in the world looking for evidence that you're not good enough you will always find it and I really have found that to be true I love that that quote it's very um, sobering
0: yeah it is
1: So um, I was kind of thinking about some ways that I've seen, both in myself and other people, how we try to find the evidence that we're not good enough. So let's start out this conversation um, with with just a discussion, how we do this, what's happened. You know, self-worth is something that it doesn't matter who you are. If you have a pulse and you're breathing, you have struggled with self-worth. You have struggled with shame. And feeling not good enough, and who do you think you are, and all of those those things you you have struggled with it. I have struggled with it. Marie has struggled with it. It's a human condition. So we don't have to be owned by self worth issues. We don't have to be owned by shame issues. But they will pop up. So it's important to know what to do when they come up and how to um, stand up to those voices. So
0: I like um, this. This is
1: going to be great. Yeah, let's just start out with, you know, one of the biggest ones, believing that you are only as valuable as everybody else's opinion, and very often, uh, believing you're as important as the worst opinion, you know, very often, how funny is it that we can have 10 different people tell us how impacted they've been by us, and (laughs) they think that we're just the best Thing that ever happened since sliced bread, you know, we can have a bunch of people tell us how amazing we are, and then we can have that one person that says, you're a piece of shit, and who do you think you are, and um, lots of the criticisms, and which one sticks with us. Very often, it is the idea that, oh my god, he knows, he knows I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, let's talk about that how do we how do we incorporate other people's opinions of us and how do we how do we stand up against the voices when they happen so marie what are your thoughts about um, other people's opinion of us and how we internalize
0: that um i appreciate you saying it's a human condition because it really it it does affect us all where we want to be accepted and it's usually a social norm Um, often that I have witnessed is, um, you know, maybe it's my appearance or being accepted as a friend or um, being part of a certain group that I've always wanted to be a part of. Um, I I see it a lot in teenagers and I I do a lot of work with kids and, and teenagers in general, just wanting to feel part of something, belong. I think that's, well, there's a whole long list of the whys probably, (laughs) Um, but yeah, we just want to feel normal, that we're okay, but I'm not sure why we we choose the person who thinks that we're the worst, because it validates something that we're saying in our head that says, yeah, you're a piece of shit. I knew it. I knew I was a piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think it really does go back to this idea of what are we
1: searching for? If we're searching for evidence that we're not good enough, you know, it is that, um, to me, that's an indicator. If I'm really paying attention to the critics and I'm really paying attention to people who have a poor opinion of me, it's that idea that I'm searching for uh, evidence. I'm searching for proof that I'm not good enough. And so Mm -hmm. I'm really the only one that gets to change that. I get to identify, oh, that's what's happening. I'm searching for evidence right now. So how do I get to change the script? And how do I get to then say, well, let's look at the evidence that I am good enough, right? Yes. Plenty of that too. And then, you know, the reality is self-worth is an earned period. So um, I like to give the analogy of the treadmill. Um, when we think we're earning our self-worth very often, we're on a treadmill. It never ends, right? We get the bachelor's degree and that's still not good enough. That still hasn't proved that we're, we're worthy enough. So maybe we got to get the master's degree and we got to get the doctorate. And then that's not really good enough. So we better, I don't know, become a professor or we better, you know, get all these other accolades. Like it's, it's not ever done. You've never proven that you're good enough. For me, it was achievement and it was, um, uh, it was how many people I helped. So I thought my value was based on, I did go get the degree, I got a piece of paper and I got jobs that I could, I was a, in the field of social work. So I was constantly helping and serving. And you could see that in all of my relationships and romantic relationships, friendships, um, and and jobs, like all of those avenues were areas I was trying to prove my worth through helping they were very Mm -hmm. codependent relationships so for me self-worth was something I was trying to earn and then I came to the realization eventually that self-worth is something that I brought with me it's not something that I can make less or make more Um, my value is the same when I was a baby and when I go to the grave, I will have been worth exactly the same. And it won't matter what I have accomplished. Um, So I would not look at a homeless man on the street or the president as less valuable. They're both human beings. They both hold the same intrinsic value. We wouldn't look at a baby and say, all you do is cry and shit and ask for food. So what value are you of to me? We wouldn't say that because they are just, they're worth as much as you or I am. They're human mm-hmm. beings. Um, every life, every life has value, has the same value. So um, if we're buying into a different belief that we have to earn it, we we really are just buying into another belief that's not true. We brought our worth with us.
0: I'm really glad that you, you added that part because I think that's that's the human part too. We always, you know, forget that we're all as valuable as the other, and we try to out outdo each other. Or um, it, it feels like that sometimes hierarchy maybe gets in the way, or um, the voices. You know, definitely, who are you listening to? As that's a that's a big one. Um, so we think that if we just work, hard. mine has been the achievement as well, just, or if I work harder, because I, I grew up during the, let's work harder. And if, if I'm not accomplishing something, you know, because we work, it was grades too, like grades and, you know, um, uh, abilities performance like lots of things were based on performance and I I think that's the way jobs go too you know they're just basing you and they're comparing you with other people so that comparison pops up and then you go well I'm not as good as that person because they got this grade and I got that grade and I just think that our society paradigm gets to shift as well which is interesting how some of that stuff is is changing right now but um yeah social media it's my appearance who ha appearance who has the most likes it's yeah net uh how much is my net worth money comes up sometimes quite yeah. a bit actually huge yeah I think comparison is a big way that we
1: it's all wrapped up in that in that uh achievement again but yeah um yeah, yeah what do what do I have um what have I done? And how does that compare to everybody else? And um, yeah, that's not a very good indicator of our work. Um, So I, this is a really, really big one that I see a lot um, is searching for validation of your gifts and talents through a degree or a certificate or some piece of paper, somebody outside of yourself telling you that your gifts are valid. And this has been a big journey for me. So as a coach, uh, I had some major voices and hangups. Um, I, I did have a degree, uh, or do have a degree in, um, criminal justice actually, which is kind of funny. And, um, it doesn't, it doesn't really do much service to me at all in, um, my career path. But it was very interesting, as I started this journey into coaching, there were so many uh, voices that came up that I needed to go get um, a certificate or even, you know, if you get a certificate, there's still all of this uh, criticism out there around coaching, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. not really a valid profession and um all these things. So what's interesting to me is I have learned, Um, What I was seeking in getting the degree, I have nothing against education. I think education is great. Um, I think um, pursuing knowledge, it's a process that never ends. It's the motivation that we get to become aware of and honest about. If I'm going to get a degree in order to prove my worth, that's very different than just saying I love learning. And this class is fun for me and um, I'm learning so much. They're very, very different vibrations, very different motivations. And um, for me, I learned that I have gifts, I have innate gifts that I brought to this planet that I was born with, that I don't need external validation for. I don't have to go to a college or a coaching certificate program, or, or anything outside of myself, I don't need them to tell me that my gifts are worth something in order for them to already be worth it. Now, can I add knowledge? Always. Can I add wisdom through my experience? Always. I'm always learning, but that doesn't change the value of the gifts that I, I came to this planet with. I came to this planet with a unique set of skills and gifts. I have keys just like you have keys to other people's problems and puzzles. I have puzzle pieces for your puzzle. Yeah. You have puzzle pieces for my puzzle and there's no college that can give you that. You came here with that. I came here with that. And Mm -hmm. so very often what I see in the education system is that we're trying to validate. And the, the truth is, Coming from the mental health field, I saw a ton of people with letters behind their name. You know, I saw a lot of people who um, in the eyes of education and academia, they had a lot going for them. But I also saw a lot of people with a lot of letters behind their name that were really bad at connecting with people and really <laughs> seeing a lot of changes in their, their clients or patients' lives. Um, I also saw people who didn't have all the letters behind their name and they made a great deal of impact in people's lives. So it's really interesting how that dynamic works, even though the people who had it all and had all the the validation, it doesn't mean that it's going to give them those innate gifts. You either have them or you don't. There's only so much you can learn in college. You can't actually be imparted those gifts just by education. Can you enhance your gifts can you enhance your knowledge sure absolutely always through anything not just college but um but i I see this as a really huge thing when i hear uh clients or especially women saying you know i really need to get to college i really need to get uh get this degree if it's a dream sure i totally get it if that's a dream and ambition that you really want to get a degree go get it question what your motives are, be honest, be honest with yourself. Are you doing this in order to prove that you're good enough? Are you doing this to prove that the gifts that you have are good enough? Or are you going simply out of joy and wanting to add knowledge and experience to
0: your life? I think there's a huge key difference there. I think that, that, that's the number one way that I see as well as we we're looking for that validation through a piece of paper or, um, and you hit it very well too, like joy. If you're going to college because you really want to, you get excited. I'm, I'm a learner as well. I get real excited about learning. I, I always want to add to my skills and to that. I, I know that that wasn't the reason it well my very first experience with college I really wanted to be a teacher so I did go for that but then I started adding the other things because I felt that it was you know something it also society sort of says if you have that piece of paper too then you're more valid than another and so I I agree with you too I've seen I I've I've had those teachers who write they have like all the letters behind their name and they write on three or four boards but when you go to relate to them as a person that they don't want to have anything to do with you and they don't and 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 they have this amazing wisdom but they don't know how to impart it but um that that was a little digression but but really it's just thinking that that piece of paper or if someone accepts my wisdom i think coaching gets really tricky because If someone takes my advice, then yay, I'm, 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 I'm a better person. Or, um, wasn't I so great that I helped that person and you're going, wait a minute, that's not my motivation because I think we all innately really do love helping. I get that. Um, whether someone takes our advice or not, isn't an indication of my value or worth either. It's, it's something that it's a gift and, um, I'm, I'm giving them what I have in the moment and the time and and it's it's something that they can use or not use and and that it doesn't mean I'm not valuable or worth anything because like you said who am I listening to in that too because plenty of times I've been told how something I've said or shared or been part of has been very valuable and and I can't put my worth on that or or you know work harder Um, So I appreciate you saying, saying those things. Just what are your motivations? What, why are you doing what you're doing? Who, why are you listening to the person, people that you're listening to? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Because there's plenty of people out there that will tell you you're worth more if you go get the, the piece of paper, because a lot of us are very stuck in the hierarchy. And so remember that the people with the biggest self-worth issues are often the ones who are so achievement oriented that the ones that have gotten all the degrees, if they, and I'm not saying everybody's motive is this way. You can have lots of degrees and not have your worth attached to it. But for many people that has proven their worth. So you try to take that from them or you try to step outside that paradigm and their teeth will come out. Why? <laughs> because you were like threatening their worth, right? Yes. You were threatening who they are. And so I like to say like, if I can't take my degree off the wall and burn it and not feel that my identity has changed at all, like that's, that's kind of my goal is I'm not attached to that. Like I have, I have it, fine, but it doesn't mean anything about who I am. It was just a mm-hmm. fun thing I did right? Because Mm -hmm. learning and knowledge is fun for me. So, um, remember you've got plenty of people around you. that are still stuck in that hierarchy system. So people that are stuck in the hierarchy system, they are going to be resistant to you. Like just having innate gifts and not, not proving or validating their worth because they did, they already went through that process and they've kind of already sold their soul. So hopefully that makes sense.
0: Um, you know, and hopefully that people are- em- oops, sorry. <laughs> nope, had a um hopefully people will embrace those gifts because now more than ever, that's I- I'm I'm I think that I see some hierarchy shattering and that allows more people to share their gifts, their innate talents and abilities. And that's what we really need right now in the world. We need you to show up the way that you show up because your gifts are important and and you're going to appeal to certain people that really need what you have to offer and shying away from it or shunning it saying you don't have this or that or you don't know these people or you don't have this money or you don't have this you know you have so much beauty and worth and just because of who you are you came here with specific talents and value and um not being your gifts is is like you said earlier in the beginning when you were talking about the puzzle pieces. You have someone's puzzle piece. And if you're not your if you're not your gifts and talents and all those things that you come with, then someone's missing you. You're leaving that little missing thing. And that's annoying when you're doing a puzzle. <laughs> well it's also it's
1: really interesting because I think this this actually causes a lot of people to be very depressed because there's this idea that I know I have all these gifts and I have this purpose, but I have to wait until, until I get this degree. And usually there's other barriers. I have to wait until I work enough to have the money that I need to go to school. And then I can, you know, go for, to school for four years and then maybe another two years. And then I can be in my gifts. Fuck that. <laughs> that is bullshit. After this virus, after you are meant to be in your gifts now, you don't have to wait for anything. You don't have to wait to have enough money to get the right piece of paper to have the education. Like, you have the gifts that you were meant to have now, and you're meant to use them now. You're not meant to wait, you're not meant to have this if then idea of. You know, when, when I have all these things in place, then I will have this worth and then my gifts will be worth something. No, that is, that's a bunch of bullshit.
0: Yes. And you're lying to (laughs) yourself. Yes. Yeah, and, and sometimes- well, again, it, it's it's saying that you don't have the talents now if you're waiting for something, right? That you're waiting for that approval from someone or that piece of paper or something, and and you do have gifts right now, it, and maybe it's an introspection, maybe it is something that where we need to take a little bit more time to to see exactly where you know where that works in or whatever. But it's not it's not a waiting game. <laughs> oh, and I think
1: sometimes sometimes it is that we feel so um we really feel that we need the validation of everybody else so we have to go get the degree or whatever and sometimes this is just a way of self-sabotaging it's a way of saying well yeah. I can't yet I can't be in my gifts because I don't have blah 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 and it's a way of self-sabotaging and fear yeah so we get and to fear. Too. um You know, some of the other big ways that we um, go out looking for evidence that we're not good enough is um, very often I see this in relationships where we set ourselves up for wanting somebody to choose us. So if we feel rejection from a job or we feel rejection from a friend or we feel rejection from a partner, especially a partner, you know, then that is like proof that we're not good enough. It's proof that I knew it. I really am a piece of shit. I really am not good enough. Um, And I see this over and over and over in romantic relationships where their worth is so tied to that person that if that person um, rejects them or says, you know, this isn't working out, I think I want a divorce or I think I want to separate or whatever the, the narrative is, that somehow we're like, yep, I knew it. And um, this is huge because our worth isn't based on somebody else's opinion of us and it's not based on somebody else choosing us. So my life gets to be amazing and wonderful and I get to honor my self-worth with or without another person. So another person saying that they have decided that our paths are no longer compatible, has nothing to do, it's completely unlinked with my worth. It has zero bearing on my worth. It just means, oh, I get to experience some grief that this
0: this person may not walk this path. Yeah. And they're not your person. <laughs> well, I'm okay. so glad we're talking about this. This is just really good stuff. It's also where um, domestic violence ends up hopping in because if you know if I can't have you no one can and it's waiting for their and you or they liked you at one point and you know why don't they like you now if I just you get back into the cycle you're back on the treadmill you know working harder trying harder if if I just do this then then they'll like me more if I if if I just wouldn't have spoken up about how I felt then then this would all be better and and I am I'm 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 putting my value on the line or my worth on the line when I say that I at all costs have to have this person or even turning it around if that person says I'm the only one they can have I don't know or if they don't choose me then I yeah there's something wrong with me
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that is really huge. I also see um, another one that's kind of tied into this one is um, women or men choosing partners who have um, had many partners where things haven't worked out and then saying, well, I'm going to be the different one, right? I'm going to be the exception to the rule, because what you're really doing is trying to prove that you're really good enough. Nobody else was good enough, but I'm proving I'm good enough because it's going to work with me. And Really, again, this is linking something that has no connection. Um, somebody else's pattern of relationships and them not working out has zero to do with your self-worth, zero to do with how valuable you are. If they have broken abilities, sorry, broken is not a great word to use there, but if they have a dysfunctional pattern with people, with relationships, and you aren't able to change it, first of all, you're not able to change anybody anyway. If he wants to change his dysfunctional relationship patterns, he gets to work on himself. No amount of you working on yourself or you working on the relationship is going to change his dysfunctional relationship patterns. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't mean anything to do with your value. Nothing. Nothing. But I see it happen all the time. I'm going to be the different one. I'm going to be the one that makes it work. And I think this is this is a, a huge indicator of um, searching for evidence that you're not good enough. Because what happens then? It, it all dissolves. I knew it. I wasn't good enough. I knew it. I knew it.
0: In that case, you're just finding people to validate your theory, right? It's yeah. A in, in a kind of everything. validation. <laughs>
1: all of these cases yeah we're finding other people and their opinions to to show us that we're not good enough mm
0: mm-hmm. and what if what if just being yourself just what if being yourself was enough no titles cuz titles gets you tricky too like i'm a i'm the president i'm a, i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm a um, what else? All those titles sometimes we use as um, as worth or self worth, or we allow society to say that they're that someone is better or unworthy or worthy. When my daughter was in the Coast Guard, she was 23, and um, they were like, "You're not married yet." And then she was like 20. I think she didn't get married until until her late 20s but they they're always asking and they, they think that something's wrong with her if she's not married yet and I have a friend who's over 40 and one who's over 50 who's who aren't married yet they didn't find someone that they really wanted to do to 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 share that relationship with and that's perfectly okay they they fought for what they felt was their self-worth. And I love that. I, I really do love that. Just if you're, you're just wonderful, just the way you are. Perfect. And if you're questioning it, you know, then that's an indicator or if you're seeking that outside validation and we've all been guilty. I know I have many times looked for approval from other people, that acceptance from a certain, you know, person or a certain group. And yeah, it's just something that we're all, guilty of Mm -hmm. yeah I love that you brought up the
1: the rules and identities yeah there's all these unspoken rules that we're living by which are again (laughs) you know a lot of this earning paradigm earning your worth you know if you're a good person then you will xyz if you're a good wife you will do xyz if you're a good friend you'll do xyz they're very very limiting um very boxed in concepts and very often they don't jive with our own inspiration and, and really what we want to be doing and how our, our lives, um, you know, maybe we don't, maybe we don't wanna live up to the identities that our parents set out for us. Maybe we don't wanna be the doctor. Maybe we don't, uh, maybe we don't wanna get married. Maybe we don't have a, wanna have a big family. And so there's a lot of these like conflicting ideas where internally, like we were sent here, right? We were sent to this planet with a purpose and your calling, and it's not everybody else's, and it doesn't all look the same way, and so you have a choice. We all have a choice whether we're going to be true to that internal calling that often, if not all the time, flies in the face of what we're told we're supposed to be and do, so we get to decide if we're going to conform and really try to earn this worth, and again, this is like a treadmill you know it never ends mm-hmm. you never find yourself truly feeling worthy you find yourself you know earning 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 and then you know if you make it to the top of the pedestal you're just really worried and consumed about keeping up those appearances. Yes you're yeah, it's like then jog- what? <laughs> yeah. So
0: you've arrived now what? <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and yeah. it's not very fulfilling. Um so it, it really is you know being willing to take a stand against all the rules and against all the identities that you're told you're supposed to play in order to be a good person, in order to be worthy, and and truly following your divine calling here, which is, it looks very different.
0: So I, I think, you know, the, the rule of thumb is just using that compass, that internal compass, your intuition, your guide, and allow that to indicate And, and I think the one rule of thumb is, um, does it bring you joy? What you're doing, what you're doing, how you're being, um, in this world, does it bring you joy? And if it doesn't, that's an indicator that you might be seeking something else, but just this, this life was meant to bring you joy and you are meant to bring joy to others. And it's not a, it's not something that. Like you said, you don't have to earn it. Yeah. just it to be. Well, and that
1: that reminds me of what we talked about last week, which was desire, right? Being able to have what you want and not make it bad or wrong. um, Even when your desires conflict with what those rules and identities and things that you're supposed to do uh, say, like we were given our desire for a reason. And often our desire is the way our intuition is speaking to us. The, the very thing we're demonizing is the thing that is, is really showing us our path and is really showing us um, what we're here to do. So I think the more that we are off chasing our worth, the less we are actually in our calling.
0: Um, <laughs> I agree. So, you know, that touched me very much. Thank you for, for saying that. It's, it's so, so true. Mm-hmm. We're demonizing the very tool that we get to use in this world to navigate. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We were given that divinely. That was that was not by accident. Nope. Our desire is not meant to be suppressed. Um, it's, it's a guidance tool for us. Um, so I just encourage you as we kind of wrap this up, like I encourage you to look at the amount of time you're spending looking for evidence that you're not good enough. And you know, this is this is an issue that a lot of people come to me saying, how do I fix my self-worth? Right? Yeah. How do I make it better? How do I make myself better? <laughs> <That's an> achievement <laughs> check on the list. It's not about force. It's not about forcing yourself to think of yourself better. There's there's so many pieces to this. What are you focusing on? Whose opinions are you focusing on? What boundaries are you setting? Um, Another Brene Brown quote that I love is when you believe you're enough, you'll say you're enough or you're, I'm sorry. When you believe you're enough, you'll say enough, which is that boundary setting piece saying enough. And I also believe it works the other way around. When we start to say enough, we start to believe we're enough. And um, so there's lots of pieces to self-worth and really we're all here to master this. So if you don't just
0: get it right away, um, it's okay because it's meant to be a process. So can I just add, and that goes for ourselves too, saying enough to ourselves Mm -hmm. and stopping those voices that are going on in our own heads as well, because that's, that's where it has to start. So I love that you use that word enough because inside your head, you, that's a good place to start. If you feel that those things are coming up for you, that's a really good place to start. Yeah. Okay, I've had enough, thanks for sharing. <laughs> I don't need you anymore.
1: Yeah, um, and good. it's not so much about making the voices stop, it's about standing up to them and saying, I hear you, yeah. okay, and and we're gonna we're gonna leave something else this time, but thanks. For I sh- like it.
0: <laughs> thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we get to break out of all these old paradigms, all the old beliefs. We get to break out of the rules, the identities. You know, I, I get to remind myself too,
0: right? Yes.
1: Oh, that's a cool
0: that leaves room and opens the path and the way for creativity and expansion. So, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of standing up yourself and standing really against some of the supposed to's and shoulds that you're probably experiencing. You don't have to earn your worth that's a bunch of bullshit. So I hope we were able to uncover that a little bit for you today. Um as we wrap up here I'd love to just throw it out there that we would love for you to um contact us with any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, challenges that come up for you. Sometimes people listen to our podcast and go, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Um, or uh, how can you possibly believe that? Like, we'd like to hear all of that. If you have objections, like share them with us um, so that we can talk to you about it and we can talk about it over the air because often if you're having those thoughts, other people are too.
0: So we don't shy away from a different perspective or a point of view. So yeah, we love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, for sure. So if you have questions or comments, you can contact me at defytheaverage at gmail.com. And you can contact Marie,
0: Marie at mariesgold.com.
1: And then you can also, again, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. So you can uh, start some discussions there or find any of our podcasts. And um, with that, I hope you all make it a great week and we will be here again next Thursday.
0: Thank you. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.